You're listening to John the Recruiter Podcast, JTR, where we discuss everything recruiting. If you're looking to get into recruiting or to become a re-energized recruiter, stay tuned and be prepared to be motivated. Welcome to episode two of John the Recruiter Podcast, where I want to discuss walking into a recruiting job day one, whether it's your first day ever as a recruiter or you're going to a new company as a recruiter. So after you do in-doc training and meeting with your managers, what do you do first? It's a good question. You will get multiple answers for many people. I want to go over some things that I think will help you be successful in your ventures to become a great recruiter. I want to talk about confidence and enthusiasm. I think that that is something that makes a great recruiter. Every recruiter has to have confidence in themselves and what they're doing in order to be a great recruiter. And they need that enthusiasm to keep them going and to make sure that they can succeed in whatever task that they're given or whatever job wreck that they're going to go after. I want to start with some of my experience that I've had when starting a new position. Um, when I started and I reported into my first office in Navy recruiting, after recruiting school, um, I reported. I reported to the office my first morning. I had to start with getting two appointments my first day um, to set interviews to get people to join the Navy. Um, I was given lead cards that were coming with people's names and numbers that had requested information about joining the Navy. And those people might've requested information months ago, um, probably given about 20 of them. And then I was assigned a territory that had schools in it and just an assigned area that I could go out into. And really no one offered to hold my hand, take me out there and do it. So I was just you know, sent on my way to do that. So the first thing I did was like, Hey, I'm going to call through those 20 lead cards I got. And of course no one answered. So that was frustrating. So then I decided I'm going to get in my government vehicle, um, that they assigned us and I'm going to go out in my territory. I'm going to go to my schools and I'm going to talk to people. Well, of course I figured out later that you have to set appointments to go to the schools in order to get into them. So that didn't work. And then I decided, well, I'm going to go on my territory and talk to people. Well, then I just went and started approaching people. And as I approached people and said, hey, I'm John with the United States Navy. And as soon as I started talking to them, either they didn't want to talk or they weren't interested. So after a few days of getting turned down and not getting my appointments and work until eight o'clock because my station leader was like, if you don't get your appointments, you're working until eight o'clock. And if you don't do that all week, you're going to work every Saturday. It was very frustrating. Um, but I built my confidence pretty fast because I knew the more people I talked to and the more effort I put into it and kept my enthusiasm to stick with it and talk to more people and then make a plan to talk to my schools, the better opportunity I had of setting appointments. And when I, once I got appointments and started getting those appointments to show up for interviews, I had a better chance of putting people in the Navy. 
kind of led over to when I started my civilian job after I retired from the Navy. I knew that my training was not as good because they didn't have a big recruiting team. Um, I started part-time and they sent me to a mass hire where they were hiring people to open a new store. So I kind of saw how that, how that process went. Um, and then after I did my in-doc and check-in, they gave me a computer, told me to find some open jobs that were open and try to fill them. So it was kind of up to me to find candidates for open positions. And I did. And when I started finding candidates and having them apply to those open positions, they started just sitting in the application process. And that was very surprising to me because I thought, well, once I had people apply that I thought were qualified, what what was going on? Well, come to find out there there was a lot more to the process. You know, what were the hired managers looking for? Um what there was more maybe to the qualifications that I didn't know. So I knew there was a lot more to the process. And, you know, that was part of the confidence and enthusiasm that I had to get into to that. So, you know, that those are things that I want to talk about when you're starting a new position that you got to get into, you know, to investigate, to become good and to get great at a position. So what are your expectations? What kind of recruiter do you want to be? Working hours. Do you want to be average or do you want to be great? Here are some things that you should work on or know immediately upon starting. Um, and these are just some things that I I think um, you can either add to it or some people will say, I don't think you should do that, but that's your opinion. I think the first thing um, that I always do is know your company. The history of it. What's the history of your company? What are the benefits um, what is the pay scale and what, you know, become a subject matter expert of your company. The benefits, when you're going through the benefits, when maybe when you're going through Indoc and all that, there might be a benefit that you're like, oh, I don't need that. But if you're a recruiter, that might be something one day one of your candidates might ask, hey, can you tell me about this benefit? That's why you need to know it, because that might be the time if you don't know that's going to be the decision that that candidate decides not to go with your company. Pay scale. Pay scale is very important because almost every candidate I dealt with asked, what is the pay scale? Or they might say, hey, what's the high end for that? If I come to this company, what is the high end in that field? What's the highest I can go? You know, and answering those questions help it. So becoming the subject matter expert on your company is going to help you. Know the hard-to-fill positions. Um, one thing that we always joked about in recruiting was the unicorn positions. You know, oh, that's a position that no one can ever find. Um, I always would joke and say, I want to be the unicorn hunter. Um, always seeing those recruiters that fill the easy-to-fill positions and think that they're great, I always laughed at because I always want to be the recruiter that I would fill the hard positions. Um, even if it took me longer, um, people remember the recruiters that fill that unicorn position because they know it's hard to fill. And if you can fill that, but it takes you longer, that's going to make you a better recruiter. 
know the qualifications to get candidate candidates to interview and get them hired. Um, that's going to help you. And knowing when you're talking to candidates, as you're talking to them, where they're going to fit in and where you can have them apply, that's going to help tremendously. Get to know your hiring managers. That's helped me a lot. And especially right when I first started is I was sending candidates and they wouldn't even get an interview. But once I figured it out, like, and I got to know my hiring managers and I started building relationships with them, I had a hiring managers that would call me and say, John, I'm having a problem hiring. I would look in our ATS system. They might have 60 candidates in there that they had reviewed, but they didn't like. And these are maybe at some entry level positions and I'm kind of surprised, but it's because they're so particular on their hiring that that's just how they've always operated. And then after working with them later on down the road, it didn't take 60 candidates in order for them to get a hire. Um, there was some hiring managers that they always stayed that particular, but at least I knew what they were looking for. So then when I started screening candidates, I knew who to send where and to what hiring manager. Um, and that helped me. And I just, it started making to where recruiting was easier and I knew where to send people and to get hires. Become an expert on all platforms. Um, in the Navy, we didn't use a lot of platforms. Now that the Navy has switched, I think they're using Salesforce now. Um, but before they did not use platforms. So when I switched to a civilian company and we use a lot of platforms in a civilian company, and especially when you have, I was with a company that had IT recruiting, um, supply chain recruiting, uh, retail recruiting. So not only do we have our ATS system, but we use multiple platforms for posting jobs on. We used Indeed, ZipRecruiter. We used um different things just to post jobs on to get candidates from you have to become an expert on them and plus we are in eight different states so some platforms worked well in some areas and they worked bad in others so you need to know like if you were getting a call from one area what platform do we need to use where and you know how effective is it where it's being used at get to know your team when you first start don't be too cocky, but don't be too timid. Get to know them and be a team player. You never know when you're going to need them to help you. Don't fall into drama groups, whether I was in the military or at my civilian job. You know, the drama groups ended up being like reality TV shows. Um, I saw drama everywhere. It was... I never, never got into the drama. I didn't mind hearing about it, but it seemed like everywhere I went, there was always drama and everybody wanted to zero in on the drama and that's all they wanted to concentrate on. I always just let that bounce off and moved on to what was the job at hand because I didn't want to get all caught up in that. Find the top recruiters and start building relationships. When you first walk into a company, find those top recruiters, see what they're doing, and see what makes them successful. 
one thing you'll find is you might see that it might not be that hard to catch up with them and even surpass them. Be early. Don't be late. Whether it's meetings or showing up to, to work, I was always early. And when I went to a meeting, I was 15 minutes early. I wasn't one minute early. I wanted to get there early enough so I could be ready for the meeting and have my thoughts ready to go and be effective in meetings. Take notes so you can retain info. I used to get so frustrated when I was training people um, and they would sh you know, shake their head and act like they were retaining all this information. And then later on, we'd be talking and I'd be like, we talked about this. And they'd be like, oh, I forgot. Or, and I said, yeah, that's why you should take notes. But, you know, when you're in the moment, they're like, oh, I retain everything. Um, there's so much information flowing. You need to take notes. I used to carry a real small notebook with me. And so I could pull out of my pocket quick. So if there was things I need to write down, I would just write it down. And that, that's the way you can refer back to it later if you need it. Um, learn your competitors and what they offer. That's very important. Know what is better and what is not. Um, that's going to help you, number one, when you're talking to candidates. So if you're talking about something that you know that your competitor has something better, you can move on to something else or if you know that you have something better, you can key in on that. Um, know what jobs that your competitors have posted. So you know that if you have something that's similar or if you don't have it, um, knowing what your competitors doing at all times is going to help you, especially when you're in recruiting. Um, and also it could help you because you might know maybe what you're about to lose. Maybe someone in your company might be heading over to your competitor because that's things as recruiters, we hear about that all the time. Accept all challenges. Um, I really like this one. Hard positions to fill. Um, I, I know when you first start, people always like to say, hey, I'm going to give you an easy, easy one, um, which that's okay, but... I used to always say, hey, that's great. I'll take that easy one. But what's something hard I can work on too? Or, hey, can you give me a challenge also? Um, or if they say, hey, I'll give you this easy one. Would you like to try this? Heck yeah, give me that too. Um, most people always, you know, just when they say, hey, I'll give you an easy one, just take it and leave. Not me. I always won the challenge. And plus, you know, maybe your your manager sees that and sees that drive in you that you want to do something better. Build your brand. Um, as a new recruiter, using your social media or your professional social media, like your LinkedIn, Instagram, you got to get on there and start connecting with people as many as you can and then let them know, you know, what you're doing and what you're looking for. The more people you can connect with and let them know is going to help you, you know, build your brand and, and down the road, get referrals and get candidates. And you want to contact as many candidates as possible. I always like, like the more no's will lead you to, to a yes. 
Um, I've always believed in that. The more con- candidates that you can connect with, the better chance you have of getting somebody to be interested and talk to you. Establish a routine fast and stick with it. Um, that's very important in, in recruiting. Uh, one thing that I, I always tried to establish fast was a routine. Um, whether I was in the Navy, you know, I'd always come in, do some phone calls, then go out and hit the road, do some school visits, come back, do some more phone calls, and then do some, you know, email and social media, and then finish up with some phone calls. And then when I was in my civilian job, I'd come in, I would do some like Indeed zip recruiters, do some phone calls, hit the road, come back, do some emails, whatever meetings I had, and then finish up with some phone calls. So like I had those routines. And sticking with those routines helped me because I knew every day I would do the same things. And then I had like a weekly planner and then a monthly planner where I knew how I had that set up. And if you get to routines like that, you'll never fail because you're doing those things and always putting those phone calls out, those emails, the social media stuff. That's that's like putting a lot of fishing lines out to where you're gathering candidates. Now that we have a good start, here are some few tips of what to watch out for to not get you into a bad way. So you don't ever want to get with the wrong crowd. And you'll probably see it. And if you've worked anywhere, you see where you get with companies and you get with uh, the negative crowd. You know, you you hear it as soon as you get there, like, oh, this company's horrible or this manager's horrible. Make your own assumptions. And, you know, don't always just listen to what everybody else says. Make your own assumptions and then I keep your opinions to yourself. Like once you make it and you want to talk to somebody, you can talk to somebody. But if you have a problem with somebody, take them into an office and have a, a talk with them. That's the best way to handle things. Um, when you hear things like from the worst person in the company, the one that complains every day and they say, we do this every day and it stinks. Like that's what you're hearing. You know, if it's not a good thing, take the manager and say, Hey, do you have a moment? Can I talk to you? Is there a reason why we do this every day? Can, can we try something else and see what they say? You know, that's the best way to make changes. If you start to hear things like, Oh, we're not allowed to do this here. or We don't do this here. Or, Hey, that doesn't work. If it isn't against policy, it doesn't mean you can't try. I've always believed that you can't fail if you don't try. Um, You can't be innovative. Can't if you can't. You can't be a great recruiter if you can't be innovative. Um, There's not a lot of innovation in recruiting. You know, we have AI, of course, but if you think back. Recruiting is still the basics of recruiting from 30, 40, 50 years ago. And some people might disagree, but it's the same. Like it's still calling people, you know, we have social media now, but it's the same basic principles and it being innovative and thinking of new ideas won't hurt. Don't hang on to what happened in the past. Move on and stay motivated. You have to in recruiting because 
Bad things happen to recruiters every day. Someone will tell you no. Someone that you think is going to take a position that you worked, spent a lot of time with, turns it down because of maybe a little bit of money or maybe because one benefit. And it just, it's a horrible feeling. But you know what? Take it for 10 seconds and then move on and find somebody else. And you have to be that way. So now with all this information, you're ready to move towards greatness. You have enough. But remember, first a contact, first a contract. That was a Navy term that we had. You have to beat the, everybody else to that candidate. And you have to remember, when you're talking to the candidates, listen to them and help them. You, you might need them later. And, and I say that because when you're talking to candidates, you have to listen to what they're saying because even if they meet your needs now, great. You get them to apply, you get them interviewed, you get them hired. But what if for some reason they don't meet your needs now? Maybe they don't fit all the qualifications for your job rec now. Maybe if you're a military recruiter, they don't meet the weight standards now. That's okay. You know, thank them for their time. See if you can keep their numbers. See if you can keep in contact with them. Because if you don't treat them right, maybe three months down the road, maybe six months down the road, maybe they meet your requirements then. If you keep them on the, the line or on the hook or whatever you want to say, they'll always be a candidate later. If you don't treat them good, they won't. Um, always be a recruiter, even when you're not at work. And I wanted to talk about this because people that think recruiting is a nine to five job, I think they're cuckoo. Um, and, you know, I used to hear a say, saying like, when I leave work, I leave it at work. Once I get home, I leave work at work. I, I just don't believe that's recruiting. Um, I think you're always a recruiter no matter what. And if you want to be a great recruiter, you have to always be a recruiter. You know, if you stop to get gas and you see somebody next to you put $5 in the gas tank, to me, that's an opportunity. There's a reason why they only put $5 in. It might be they don't have enough money. And if you're a recruiter, Maybe you can give them an opportunity to get a better job. If you stop by a grocery store to get bread on the way home and someone's buying groceries and they don't, oh, I don't have enough money. I got to put something back. That's an opportunity. You know, you're off the clock, but you're still a recruiter and you never know. Don't take somebody's lack of money or, you know, maybe they're down and out as a sign of they're not good enough. Like you have to always be recruiting. And I think that it's a nine to five job. And when I leave work, I, I leave everything at work. You can't be that way if you want to be great. And you'll only become great by your own relentless, relentlessness to be the best. And I believe in that. And you always got to think that way if you want to be great. Thanks for listening to the JTR podcast. Hope to see you next time. Thank you for listening to the JTR podcast. 
I retired in 2018 from the United States Navy as a Master Chief, and most recently was a director of recruiting for a company with over 80,000 employees. With over 25 years of experience in recruiting and recruiting leadership in some of the most challenging fields and markets. Stay tuned for more tips to be relentless. Stay motivated.